coaches. There is a way to increase your impact without becoming a slave to your business. This is Purpose to Profit, where we talk to top industry experts, coaches, and clients about their strategies that will help you do less and make more. And now, here's your hosts. Hey guys, I'm Adam Marquardt. And I'm Sandra Garcia. We wanted to make episode one special by opening up and telling you a little bit about who we are and kind of why we created this podcast. So first and foremost, we are business coaches for other coaches. We take all of our clients through an intense six-month program where we work with you one-on-one to help you have the coaching business that you've always dreamt of so you can do less and make more. So just sit back, hang out with us. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. So I think we should start off by talking about how our purpose met our profit. Ooh, um, so yeah, I think it's kind of necessary, right? That's what it's <laughs> called. So this is Sandra here again. My purpose met my profit. I worked at a corporation doing sales and I got introduced to a program called Connected Conversations that was hosted by CTI, which is a coaching organization. Along with that, I started doing hospice work at the same time. It took all of 60 seconds for me to sit in that room and know that I was going to dedicate the rest of my life to this and only this. After that, I did hospice and I realized that life is too short to not do what you love full time. And I never turned back since. That's awesome. Man, that's crazy. So hospice interests me just because you're meeting so many people. Was that, was there like ever a common theme that came up where there were people who had regret or maybe hadn't like lived in their purpose? I could literally talk about this topic for hours, but I'm curious, like dealing with people who are, you know, about not to sound morbid, but who are, who are about to see the end, you know, years of their life. What is it like? Do they have any of that regret? I guess. Absolutely. So that was, I would say one out of the three, like most common things I would hear time and time again. And a lot of these people, their regret was surrounding their family, any problems that they had that weren't resolved before their time and not doing enough of what they loved. And some of them was for work. Others was just in general, like not living a full life. And and it was really cool because it gave me perspective. It was life and death coaching, right? So I was able to take what I learned from someone's end of life and apply it to our clients in the beginning of their life or their business and their careers. And so they're not having the same regrets when they get to that. So that's important to me. That's That's what really, yeah, made the light turned on for sure. That's awesome. So what about you, Adam? Ooh, when did my purpose meet profit? I think For me, it was a little bit of background. I've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years. And in 2010, I got started with... I was working at a print shop. And one day, one of the clients came in to pick up their order. And they were talking to the print shop owner. And they were like, Hey, I need a website. And I'm like, Okay. Uh, Or the owner was like, Okay, like we can't do that. We're a print shop. And so I kind of stood up and was like, Well, I can do it. And the guy was like, What? So (laughs) I started working with this client. And from there, it kind of evolved into me doing more marketing and me finding my passion for marketing. But what's interesting was I had dropped out of college and ran with my marketing agency and really started building that up, started growing, started working with reputable household brands that people have heard of. And and the thing was that there came a point where I had three different people in the course of a week say, Adam, you need to do more coaching or consulting. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? 
Like, where is this coming from? Why are they saying this? And what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? And so what was interesting to me is, you know, when you're a pickle in a jar, you can't read your own label, right? And so I started thinking about this and, and kind of like, okay, where are these people seeing this? What are they seeing that I'm not seeing? And I realized that it was the thing that I was already doing for my clients. It was the thing that I was doing for free. And it was the thing that I like set me on fire. And that was the thing that they were seeing was that like, when I was coaching people, I actually like was so excited and so lit up and so on fire because like I was helping them. And for me, when it first started, it was like, like when I first realized it, it became, it was so second nature. And that's probably why I was doing it for free was because I was like, Oh no, no one's going to charge me for this. And I I think that's a trap that a lot of people who are really good at what they do fall into early on is they say that, or they have a belief that people won't pay them for what they're doing because it comes so easy and natural to them. But Mm -hmm. that's the exact thing and the exact reason why you need to be moving and living more in that purpose. Mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. I love that it was your clients that were able to shine that light for you. It's like, Hey dude, you're a coach. Just step yeah. up. Yeah. And it's funny because now like I've had that conversation with so many people before where, you know, we start talking about what they're doing and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, you're a coach. And they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, like, it's not a question. Like you're a coach, like everything you're doing, like indicates that you're a coach and you're coaching people. Like whether you claim that or not, you're doing it already. And it's funny to me. I just had a conversation with somebody the other day on Instagram and she was like, well, I'm actually not a coach yet. You know, I need this certification. I need to do this. I need to do this. And I need to do this. And so we started talking and I was like, look, I can already tell your way of being is indicating that you are a coach already. Like you don't need anything else. You are exactly who you need to be right now. Like you're a coach already. And she's like, Oh wow. You know, (laughs) I think that people, people often, you know, miss that point or or miss that opportunity when something comes to them so naturally to really grab a hold of that and harness that and leverage that to make a profit. And, you know, that's part of what we're talking about. And part of what I absolutely love helping other people, you know, not only see, but bring to fruition. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. How are you able to tell that she was a coach? What are the telltale signs? Good question. Part of it was my intuition, but part of it was the thing she was saying, the reason she was doing it. So like the reason behind why she was doing what she was doing, she was working in corporate America, but she started like she was using like intuitively, she was using keywords that like a coach would use of like motivating factors. She would be like, you know, I really want to help people. I love seeing people, you know, get transformations. I love helping people in this area. And she was just being very intentional, or maybe she wasn't being intentional, but it was very clear to me that the things that she was saying and doing were all like the basic building blocks of what a coach would do or, you know, who a coach would be regardless of certifications, regardless of training, regardless of anything formal, like at your core, like all those things to me, just refine you and shape you into a better coach. Like the best coaches I've ever met are coaches, not by anything they've learned. It's things that it's just who they are that like helps lend to that skill set, right? She specifically said, now that I think about it, because I was like, well, what made you want to do that? And she said, well, I wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid. And that right there was like a telltale sign because it was like, you wanted to be a teacher when you were a kid, whether it was a teacher for children or whatever, it didn't matter because the concept of you teaching excited you. 
And that's the thing like with coaches, like we partly teach from our own experiences, from our clients' experiences, but then we also hold space. And so that dynamic was really interesting of what she said. And that's kind of how I was able to tell. I love it. And I know that a lot of your clients even became coaches, right? (laughs) So Uh, not only were they telling you, but you were attracting them. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There was one client in particular that when we first started out, she wasn't sure what she wanted to do. She just knew that she wanted to leave her nine to five. And she had this really, really like unique skill set in helping. And I'll say my words, not hers, uh, dealing with children. And so she wanted to start bringing that, I guess, into helping more families on her terms and, you know, with working exclusively with not her working at the current job she was in. So we, we started going through and she's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not a coach. And she kept saying, you know, I'm not an expert. And so, you know, we, we ended up working together and within the first probably two weeks of us communicating, I basically pointed it out to her, like, look, (laughs) this is the evidence that supports that you are a coach and exactly why you need to be one. And then we broke down all the old beliefs that were holding her back from believing that she wasn't an expert. And Mm -hmm. what's really interesting, and this is something that I want you guys to really listen and hone in on, is that she thought that she wasn't an expert with children because she didn't have children. And so I put that in perspective and I was like, yeah, but here's the thing. Cause I am a father. I, I was like, I have two kids. Therefore my experience is with two kids. Your experience is with hundreds of kids. Who do you mm. think is more qualified to do what they do? Right. You know, and that's, and, and, you know, once we kind of went through that and I started explaining it to her, it became more evident. But what was interesting to me about that is I feel like a lot of coaches feel that imposter syndrome of like, well, who am I to do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so interesting. I want people to understand that your abilities are not defined by like who you are and what your experiences are. You're born with them, especially if you're working in purpose on purpose. Exactly. I love it. That's such a good way to look at it. I'm dealing with two and you're dealing with hundreds. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a no brainer. It was like, of course you can help me with this. You have literally like 50 times the amount of experiences I do. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. So I got a question for you. Yes. Was there ever a I guess like a crossroad where you kind of came to where it was like, oh shit, like I either can do coaching or I can do this, but like, what do I want to do where might've been a crossroad between doing what was safe or like living in your purpose? Cause I know that when you're actually doing something that is in alignment with your purpose, it's not always easy because sometimes it can be challenging because it takes time and energy and, and building something. So was there ever like that crossroad for you? Absolutely. So I told you, I walked into that course and I knew within 60 seconds that I was going to dedicate the rest of my life to it. And that decision was easy for me because I felt it. It was a visceral response. I felt in my entire body, this is what I was created to do. Now, leaving my very cushy corporate job that I had worked at for the last five years and I built an incredible community of people, had a great support system, a good financial platform. And leaving that for the unknown. And like you said, creating a business around your passion is a really challenging thing to do. And and that's probably why not everybody does it, right? It's a lot easier to check in and out of somewhere. But when you're building a practice around who you are and what you believe in and what you love the most, it's such a vulnerable place to be. And it's a sacred ground to walk in. So 
I definitely had my moment where I remember I was sitting at my desk and I had drafted this email that I was going to send to my director. And I basically was giving my two week notice. And I knew, I knew in my bones, this is what I was meant to do. And I'm doing it. And I'm not going to have a safety net. I'm not going to just work part time. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to create my business around what I love the most. And I sat there and all of a sudden I felt like vomiting and I kept (laughs) reading it over and over and over again. And I've known this whole time that I was going to do it. I I started my certification to become a coach. I had felt what it was like to really like come home to myself as a coach and to show up in that space. But sending that email took every ounce of energy in my body to do. And there was a point where I sat there and I almost pressed enter and said, no, 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 maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe this is a really foolish decision. And how am I going to support myself? You can't make money doing what you love, right? Like that's (laughs) the thing that people, this society has basically conditioned us to believe that you can't truly make money doing what you love. That's called a hobby. It's not a business. And I had that moment where I was either going to send it or I wasn't. And I felt like I was just like walking to the end of a diving board and I couldn't even see the bottom and I just click send and, and that was it. It sealed my fate. But had I waited a little bit longer, I might have not taken that jump. It was really interesting. Although I knew and I felt it, it was the most difficult thing for me to actually do because it just, it cemented the decision. Like from this point on, I'm leaving and I'm doing it. So So that was my crossroads. When you did press send and and go like, 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 oh shit, it's out there, right? Like (laughs) what did you immediately feel? Was it like, oh my gosh, I'm excited. I'm doing this. Or was it like, oh shit, what did I just do? Like the Uh, moment after at first it was, Oh shit. What did I just do? (laughs) I literally had to get up out of my seat and go walk somewhere because I felt like I was really going to get sick. And then I felt this sense of relief. Like I felt like my body was like buzzing, almost like that feeling you get when you drink too much caffeine. (laughs) And I got really excited because for the first time it became real. I've known since I was five years old that I was going to be a business owner. And I've had the experience of helping build a business for someone else. And it was around a passion, but it's never been around my passion. And so it became real. This was a lifelong dream that I had just taken the first step towards. So it was big. It was, oh shit. And then it was like, oh shit. (laughs) Did you wake up the next morning like, okay, cool. Or were you like, oh man, this is going to be awkward. Oh man, I woke up and I was lucid, like dreaming. Like I was just walking through life. Like it was like a dream. I felt like I was floating. It was a surreal experience. Like it was liberating. It really was. And then the next day I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. What did I do? (laughs) And it teeter tottered for a few days, but ultimately it was the best fucking decision of my life. And I think... God for putting that in my path because it was literally placed in my corporation for me to connect the dots. And it's not enough for you to know what it is that you're doing. You have to take action and steps towards doing it. hundred percent. And we're here. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear, I want to hear your crossroads because I know that you've been doing this 
for the last decade, but I never even heard the story of like the transition from your nine to five. Cause I know that you worked at a startup and like you were doing other things. So how was that for you? Yeah. I think that the most pivotal cross, like there's always different crossroads we go through, right? Some are small, some are big. And the one that I like still can feel in my pit was the one when I decided to really like level up and step up my game by hiring, like investing the most I've ever invested in myself at that point in another coach. And it's actually where we met in San Diego. And for those of you who don't know, we met at an event in San Diego and I was called on stage to participate in a hot seat coaching session. So if you don't know what that is, basically they pull you up on stage and grill your ass in front of, you know, the whole group. <laughs> and it's very vulnerable and very exciting all at the same time. But what was interesting was I was sitting there and the host of the event said, Hey, like, what is it that you're wanting to build? And so we started talking about it and I was explaining, you know, a scalable coaching business, which is exactly what he had. And so we were going through and there came like this crossroad kind of at the end of the conversation where like, so, so on a side note on the timer, like they have a timer on the screen that nobody can see except the host. And it said, when we started, it said 45 minutes for the hot seat coaching session. Then I looked up at one point and it was like, I don't know, negative, you know, we were, we were at like an hour and 20 minutes at this point. I'm like, Oh man, but it was that good. And there was so much. Sorry to interrupt you, Adam, because I didn't realize this was your crossroad moment and I was there to experience it. So this is pretty cool. While yeah. you were up on stage, I don't know how long it had been. It could have been three days. It could have been three <laughs> minutes, but you could have heard a pin drop in that room. The amount of tension yeah. was insane. Everybody was just hooked and they could not look away at what was happening. And there was this buildup. It was just, you could feel it. Anyways, go on. No, no I mean, a hundred percent. I think that that's why it was such an important crossroad is because like, there was a point in that conversation where I don't know what did he say. He said something where it was like, do you guys think that Adam should you know move forward with this or whatever it was? And I don't remember the exact context, but everybody said yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, how I chose to move forward impacted realistically, probably none of them. But what was interesting was they all saw something in me that at that time sitting on the stage, I hadn't fully 100% bought into yet. And so at the end of the conversation that he and I had, he said, you know, basically, do you want my help with that? And now I know that there was a price tag affixed to that because, you know, he was a coach and, and that's what he did. That's how he made a living. And, you know, so I knew that this was like my crossroad. I was going to have to make a decision and say, look, do I want to go on? Do I want to, you know, create something? I don't want to say similar, but do I want to model, you know, the things he's done, learn from him, have access to that? Or do I want to retreat and go back and just sit behind my computer for the rest of my life and maybe live one tenth of what I could if I was living my purpose? And so at that point, I knew that this, it was this really weird thing where it was scary as hell, but in my gut, I knew it was right. You know, some of you listening might come have one of those situations where it's like, this is scary, but it feels right. It's in alignment with what I want. What's interesting is when that moment comes up where it's like fear mixed with excitement, 
it's because one, you know, you're stretching yourself Two, you're uncomfortable, but you're, it's in alignment with what you want, right? It's not like fight or flight. You're not having to flee because it's in alignment with what you want. So it was this really cool thing where it's like, Oh, big shit's coming. Like, (laughs) and that was, that was the moment where I was like, yes, this is it. Big things are coming. Like I just leveled up. And, uh, you know, naturally I said, yes, you know, that I wanted his help with that. But that for me, that was my all in moment where it was like, there's no turning back. What did it take for you to say yes? Honestly, so I'm a firm believer that you have basically two choices. One, you can go about it by yourself, you know, try and figure it out, try and push, you know, your way through, or you can model somebody else. You can, you know, learn from what they have to offer and you can essentially level up and be pulled through it. Right. And that was the thing, like for most of early on in my entrepreneurial journey, like I spent so much time figuring it out on my own. And I was sick of that, I guess, not from a, like, just from how much time it took. So I kind of looked at it and I was, I, I said, you know, look, if this person has something that I want is where I want to go. And there are a couple steps ahead of me. I have the opportunity to work with him one-on-one and be able to really like learn and model and, you know, level up and essentially have what I feel was a shortcut. And in addition to that, a lot of other things, support and accountability. And so for me, it was like, okay, like I can either do it on my own, try to figure it out, have more time invested, or I can figure out what exactly is working, what exactly they can show me and help me and get me whatever I need to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the no brainer for me was I like efficiency and I want to go down the path of least resistance if I have a choice. And, And that's where, you know, one of the things my dad has always instilled upon me is you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. And so I was at a point where I was like, I don't want to waste any more time. Wow. That is powerful. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. How do you do less and make more? (laughs) (laughs) And with that, ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe to our podcast. (laughs) No, but I mean, I mean, you know, all joking aside, like that is literally the, the purpose of this podcast. And what I'm so excited to be launching, you know, this episode one with is because we are going to be bringing on experts, other coaches, you know, people in different industries, people who have turned their passion and taken their purpose and made it into profit and, and really giving you the tools, the strategies, the resources, whatever it can be that can support you to do less and make more. Because I know that that's everyone's goal. And I think that making more is different for everybody, right? It could be making more money, it could be making more, you know, having more time freedom, making more time with your kids, making more of an impact. Like it varies for everyone, but it's like, I know that deep down, like those of us who have that true calling, that true desire to help people, it's like, that's what we want. Right. And so I want to know if you, you've been through this for, you know, quite some time now as a coach. And so if you had to say like, what is the one area that you thrive in? What would that be? Just one area? <laughs> if you Just to- kidding. <laughs> uh, so with our clients, we work through strategy and mindset. And although strategy can be fun, it's like creative problem solving. I really enjoy the mindset and breakthrough work. Like watching someone go through their transformation, those aha moments that happen, those shifts. And, and you're not always there to experience them. But when you are, God, it 
feels so good. It just affirms like, this is the reason why I do what I do. I had clients just a few weeks ago that hit their goal. I want to make $20,000 a month. And they did that. And I was so excited for them. Their success is my success. I'm experiencing it with them. And the thing that excited me more than hitting their $20,000 goal was the personal transformation that they were going through. Mm, I, I was able to see that in action where we were all in a social setting and we happened to kind of bump into them. And I watched a lot of the things that we were working through in our sessions come to life. And it was nothing that I was prompting. It was nothing that I was doing is they were acting on their own accord. And you could see that the change was lasting. That's awesome. So that is my favorite, my favorite, favorite work. It's just like the breaking through the bullshit, (laughs) getting to the core and the root of whatever it is that's holding you back from living that life that you desire because it's in us and all we're doing is helping them access it. Like as coaches, we're not consulting. We're, we're asking the right questions and you have the answers. The answers are within you. It's just, you have to ask the right questions. And so leading them on that road of discovery, ultimately you have what you need inside of you. And also that thing that's holding you back is also inside of you. So just learning how to activate the right thing to keep you moving. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is my favorite. What's yours? I think I can guess. You can guess. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Considering it was like the thing that I was already doing for my marketing clients. I think that the thing that you hit the nail on the head, you know, the creative problem solving. So I'd say that like the strategy aspect, I really do like the breakthrough and mindset stuff as well. But I think that, you know, my core competency, like the one area where I strive in is helping people to have that fresh perspective from a strategy perspective and really, you know, figuring out like, what are you doing? Where are the opportunities that you're missing? Where are you leaving food on the table? Where potential clients, you know, slipping through the gaps? What are things that you could be doing to leverage your, you know, natural skills, your natural gifts, you know, all those things and really helping people, you know, formulate that into what they need to do for their strategy and plan to help them succeed. And I think that's the area that I'd say that probably gets me uh, fired up. The reason that I jump out of bed, you know, knowing that I have the opportunity to do that with, you know, alongside other coaches. Mm, I love that. All right. Seeing the results. All right. So I want to do a mini rapid fire round. Are you Oh boy. And that's all the time we have today, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Are you down for this? Yes. Let's do it. All right. My first question. If you were a cocktail, what would you be? Oh, I already know. A hundred percent. People make fun of me for this. Every time I go, I went to this like dingy dive bar with my old team that was like five minutes from our office. And everyone was making so much fun of me because I ordered a Cadillac margarita. And they're like, Sandra, you don't order a Cadillac margarita here. Like you have whiskey or you have a beer. Like they don't have those options, but that is my go-to. I'm a Cadillac margarita, you know, margarita with rims, a little Grand Marnier and oh my gosh, some does. salt. It's like, it's tangy and it's tasty and refreshing, but also can knock you on your ass. So, is, that, <laughs> is that relative to your coaching style? Oh gosh, pretty much. <laughs> yes. That's pretty accurate. I love that you just asked that. That's I never awesome. made that connection. 
What drink would you? What drink would you be? Hold on. No. Okay. Okay. Go. 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 Rapid fire question number two. What is? What is something no one asks you but they should? That question right there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I'll try to answer it too. No, seriously though, that's such a powerful question in any space. If you're coaching and you don't know what to ask, a lot of people get tripped up on asking the right question, but sometimes the right question is what question should I be asking you right now? What is it that I'm missing? If you're interviewing, it's such a powerful question. So I would say that question right there, I've never been asked. And it's something that I ask in a different way in my sessions. And I've been able to see there something clicks when they're the ones generating their own question because it's coming from such a deep place. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, that's such a good question. Like my mind is going in a million different directions. The first thing, I'll just go with the first thing that pops into my head. It's this advice was given to me by a park bench. Um, I was <laughs> hiking and I stopped to rest for a while. I turned around and I saw something written on the bench that was the most simple, but yet the most profound thing I've ever heard in my life. And to me, that was the universe giving me advice. And I was contemplating a few things on my hike and what the statement said, it, it said, the path is under your feet. And so what I was questioning as I was hiking was, am I where I need to be? And when I sat down to rest on that bench, my prayer, my question was answered. And it was affirmed that you are exactly where you need to be. The path is under your feet. Like if it wasn't, then you wouldn't be there. There's something there for you if you're still there. That's awesome. And so that, that has to be it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Are you about to return this rapid fire? I'm about to return this rapid fire. All right. I'm ready. Ah, okay. What fuels your purpose? Rapid fire answer. My family. Mm, Okay. All right. We can dig into that, but I I like (laughs) it. I like it. We'll keep it there. Uh, What's the biggest challenge you've ever overcome? Internally self-doubt. I really want to dig into these, but (laughs) keep it moving. Ah, the last but not least, what's one thing that every coach should invest in? Themselves. How? However that looks for you. For everybody, it's different. Depends on, on like what kind of coach you are, but whatever it will be to level you up. Because that's the thing. Like I, I see a lot of people that are coaches, but that actually don't have coaches, which is kind of ironic to me. But what's interesting is that they get so comfortably uncomfortable that they don't do anything. And mm-hmm. therefore that's actually doing an ins- like an injustice to them and their personal growth. And that's actually doing an injustice to their clients. And so it's like the more that we can constantly be growing and stretching ourselves, the more things we're going to learn and you know, the better we're going to become, the more things that we can then take and, and pass on to our clients. I'm trying to learn something new every day, whether it's on somebody else's podcast, on somebody else's webinar, on somebody else's book. Now, don't confuse that with learning, 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 and not putting in the action. There has to be a balance of both. But I'd say continue stretching yourself, continue leveling yourself up, continue doing things that will make you uncomfortable. And Mm. then you'll continue to grow as a person and as a coach. I love it. I'm going to throw in one bonus one though, Uh just to end it all. (laughs) What is your motto? Like life motto? 
never quit. Never quit. <laughs> That's it. Cause I love it. Here's the thing. Like you don't like, and then, you know, I'll unpack this for two seconds. Like when I had the reason that I had so much self doubt was because my previous company, it didn't hit seven figures. And therefore I, I thought that I was a failure, right? Like, Oh, well uh, I couldn't get it to seven figures yet. Like, so I carried that with me in a lot of different ways. Cause over the last 10 years, over the last decade as an entrepreneur, I failed over nine times. And so there were all these things that, you know, these old stories that could have let me believe, you know, had I continued to believe them that I was a failure. But what's interesting is, you know, you're not a failure until you quit. So, mm-hmm. so my motto is literally never quit because you are so close. And especially if you're living in your purpose, yeah, you're going to get knocked down. Yeah. Things are going to get challenging. Yeah. You know, you might have ups and downs, like anything that's any business that's life. You could have that in a corporate job, but if you stay focused, you have a clear vision on where you're going and you never quit, then you will succeed. Like you just have to have that kind of persistence and that never quit attitude. I love it. So, well, look, I have enjoyed our time together. I've loved kind of unpacking some stuff for everybody that's listening. I think that there were some incredible nuggets, you know, throughout this whole episode. I really can't wait for the people that we're going to be bringing on, the other people we're going to be interviewing together. I think that it is going to be incredibly valuable. So if you thought this was valuable, just wait till we get other people on here. We've got some awesome people lined up for you guys. I cannot wait. Thank you for spending the time with us. Sandra, thank you for taking time out of your day and hopping on here with me. Guys, please go subscribe um, so we can continue creating episodes like this for you. We're excited. We'll see you guys on the next one. I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in.